Welcome to episode 16 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of entrepreneurship and business. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And we're back. Back Glad again. To back. Glad to be back chatting with you. I've been looking forward to this, kind of continuing last week. Yeah. But, uh, well, speaking of last week, how did your, how's your last week been? What's going on in the business? Well, we are obviously still pushing sales forward you know that's one of the primary objectives um, trying to get content for social media and for marketing and the newsletters and all that stuff which is always difficult this time of year because of the weather it'll go in pennsylvania from 60 degrees to like negative 15 in the course of two days so i'm always yep. kind of fighting the weather trying to get outside and get some photos and some content um, and then yeah. we've been the past week or so navigating a pretty cool partnership that I think, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about too much right now, but, um, it's exciting and it's going to offer, I don't know, some, some cool stuff for us on our end. Um, but another cool product that'll be coming out, um, in the next couple of weeks. So that that's cool. We've been just having conversations back and forth between the other parties and, and making sure everything's working out the way we want, um, figuring out final designs and all that. And then we're also working through another product, you know, finalizing some revisions and doing other stuff, which it's kind of cool. It ties into what we're, we're talking about today. So the, the past week has been a lot of looking at design, looking at efficiencies, talking to Ethan who handles all of the production um, end of things in the shop, figuring out where we can pick up efficiencies. Um, and that, you know, we have a little bit of, we've had more free time the past week, I'll put it this way, than we typically would have. So we're just taking advantage of that, looking at all of the different aspects of the company um, and hammering out some details because we're, as soon as we hit spring or tax return time, it starts getting nuts. And then I feel like you snap your fingers and it's Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we're pretty much working through details right now. Pretty much is where we're at. What about you? That's awesome. Um, you know, I uh, well, I'm I'm waiting on a new face mill for the CNC. So, uh, which it should be here this morning. But yesterday, I I took the day and cleaned and organized the shop. And man, did that feel good. Yeah. I. I've come to realize, well, I've, I've become more and more of an organized person as, as time goes along of, of owning a business and having a shop that, that continues to, to add stuff to it. And just, I'm constantly trying to think, you know, how can I better workflow? How can I better my, my storage area and, and stuff? So yesterday I, I cleaned out basically the whole, uh, storage area, which consists of like two shelving racks it's not like this is like a warehouse or anything yeah. um <laughs> come on everybody but, knows you're working out of like a fifty thousand square foot warehouse right right <laughs> no this is like a eight foot by eight foot area so it's not real big but i got it all all cleaned out cleaned off the sh like wiped down the shelves reorganized everything um and stuff so uh that felt really good and uh uh yeah just I've been kind of doing the same thing. I, as, as far as as working on some partnerships and stuff, I've I've had some good conversations with a with a few people recently, and I've got a I got a list of a few other people that that I, I want to reach out to, and um, 
and get things going with that uh, that I'm excited about. And I'm not going to say a whole lot right now, but but uh, it just I'm I'm kind of always I'm constantly thinking about about what's what's something new that that we can do because I think my fear is that that um, that things look stagnant from the outside, you know, that right. people just see this, the same old stuff and this, and the same old, uh, posts on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, like, I don't, I don't want that to happen. So, uh, you know, so I'm just always looking for, you know, fun new things to do and, and maybe new people to work with and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get some of that stuff going. I, I spent last week getting a few more, uh, custom shop, Cerakoter things going, um, you know, for some designs and I got to get, get products sent out to them. So yeah, I'm just, some. I'm looking to, to keep things moving forward. It's, we were, we were so busy <clears throat> this January that, uh, and I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was going to have time through January to work on some of this stuff. And suddenly we're in the middle of February and, uh, and I'm just starting some of this stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel the same. I feel like, well, not that I feel like, but I know that January and February just flew by, and I'm realizing now that, you know, we're halfway through the third week of February, so there's not not a whole lot of time left in this month. But I don't yeah. know. It gets into the time that I get excited, getting into spring, warmer weather. I know people are out shooting, and that that definitely drives our business. For sure. I yep. mean, that's a, a time period where people then have shooting and getting out on the range on their mind. And, you know, so we always prepare for that. Yeah. Um, and I think tying that into what we're talking about today is the fact that in spring, you know, I know we have a product that's coming out. And I, I know you just released a product. We also released a product in the fall of last year. And we wanted to touch on that process and what that looks yeah. like. Real quick before we get into that, I just wanted to give a big shout out and congrats to my buddy uh, Tom over at One Off Coding. Yesterday was his first day by himself uh, with his business. He went he went full time with his business. And yesterday was his first day, and um, I I got to kind of chat with him. Well, I met him about a year ago. <clears throat> he reached out to me looking for you know for a partnership and. And we did. And over the last year, we've done a lot of work together. And, and, and uh, it's been really fun to see his business grow and just to talk to him throughout the last year and, and see how much work that he's put into into his business and <clears throat> and kind of talking to him as he's been, been looking to move things full time. So I'm super That's excited awesome. for him. I, I mean, I'm super like <clears throat> I get I just get so jazzed and so excited when I talk to somebody and see them make that transition from, from, you know, from their, their job, their, the job they want to be full-time going full-time. It's just, that's such a cool thing. I'll never forget that, you know, that first like week of, of freedom. <laughs> of not, <laughs> not, not having, to, someone not having to punch in <clears throat> on somebody else's time clock. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Big congrats to Tom. That just, it, it just, I don't, most people will never know what that's like and realize how much work that it takes to get to that point and how many late nights that uh 
you know, that, that you had to spend working two jobs to finally get to the point where you can focus all your energy on one job. And so I'm super excited to see how, you know, his, his business is going to continue to grow. Yeah. And I think that's a cool point to make is that most people are never going to travel down the business ownership, you know, the, the path of that. And so it is something that, I don't know, I, I definitely, it strikes home with me, but sometimes I forget that as well. You know, I just get so consumed in what we're doing here that sometimes it's good to take a step back and be like, okay, so most people are not even going to step foot on this path. I mean, it's kind of, it is, it's a really cool feeling and a really cool thing to see other people doing that and then being able to successfully transition away from their, their other job. That gets me pumped up too. Yeah, for sure. It just, yeah, it kind of, it gives, gives me a reason to to stop and just reflect for a minute on, on how cool it is that I get to do what I get to do and, and think back through the process of what it took to get to get to this point because yeah you can kind of take for granted what you know what we get to do just because it's what we do day in and day out and you kind of get lost in that so yeah yeah that's That's awesome awesome. so anyway yeah so um yeah we're going to kind of talk about we're going to kind of continue our conversation from from last week so last week we we talked about um you know options on creating your your product or your service and um and so so now we have this product what do we do with it you know how do we get things rolling with it how do we get this in front of people and and stuff like that so um yeah and, and you mentioned that you have a new product coming out in a couple of weeks i don't even think i know what it is so uh, i don't know what you want to share on it but you know maybe you could you could at least share well let's Let's back up to how we released our first product because I think there's a difference between how you release your first product as a new company versus product two, three, four, and yeah, and so on. At least it was for me. So, do you want to talk about that for you? Like, what's the difference between how you guys rolled out your first product and how you roll out new products now? Well, looking back, it always makes me laugh because I remember as we built TA targets and we started. You know, creating the website. We we did all of this stuff before anybody ever knew who we were or what we were doing. We didn't have social media, didn't have our website up, but we were building targets. And we were starting to try to build up a lineup. So I, I think that's probably fairly common as you're getting started. You know, you're going to be messing around with prototypes and figuring out what you're doing. And I just remember thinking to myself that it was going to be easy releasing the new products and you know we had some other target systems that were really cool and unique and i just remember thinking okay we're going to go to this first show which we went to our first show in harrisburg that's kind of when we unveiled everything and had our instagram up at that point but i was just posting and if you scroll through the back of ta targets all the way to the beginning it's really funny and sometimes i'll do that just to get a good a good laugh and remember where we came from Um, but I just remember thinking that the release was going to be easy and we were going to be able to see all these people and people are going to see our product and buy it like crazy. And so that didn't happen. We, we made the website live. We went to the show. We sold a couple thousand dollars in product, but it was kind of anticlimactic. I mean, it was, 
it, at the same time, it was exciting because we released products and people bought them, but it wasn't the initial flood that I had expected. And I, I would say that for most products, depending on who you're reaching or, or how you're going about your marketing, there's going to be that, I, I don't know, there, I had an unrealistic expectation that it was going to take off. And it took a lot more work than that. So I I know you probably, maybe you felt the same way at some point. I've talked to other business owners who did the same thing and were like, oh, yeah, my product's going to go crazy and people are going to buy a thousand of them. And it didn't happen like that. Um, so that's kind of our first release. And it is drastically different than releasing a product now. But I don't know what you've talked a little bit before about how you released a Neomag, but how would you describe when you first released your product? Yeah. So like I said, we've, we've covered how we've kind of created our, our companies and stuff. And I talked about this before. So, yeah, so I, I'll just say, you know, for the Neomag, it was, it was a slow, steady grind, you know, like you don't have this customer base and you don't have, um, interest in your company and your product stuff to 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 springboard off of. So you're starting from the ground up, and right. so I was I was looking for every opportunity to to send product out to reviewers and um, and personalities on social media and stuff, and trying to get my product out as much as I could. I mean, I, I gave away. A, a ton of product that that first year um and you know i was just i was looking for any way to get you know to get the product out there so um and it was like i said it was a slow grind you know you know it, it was me being being consistent and and posting stuff about it and going to to shot show and nra and and you know, for the for the primary reason of being to try to make relationships and try to get my product in front of people and see if there's interest and stuff. So, um, I mean, that was a lot of work. Oh yeah. And compared, you know, compared to now, so now I have a customer base and now I have interest and and my company's somewhat well known. Um, so. Now <clears throat> I'm able to, you know, so with the Rask, it looked totally different. I, um, like I was able to make the product. I was able to make a couple hundred of them or whatever and send some out to, um, you know, some people on social media and have them help me do a big launch day and, and stuff. And then we sold a bunch of them. You know, so it, it 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 was it was a lot different to begin with. Now that kind of initial boom is over, so now it's time to continue that grind of of trying to get get more content out there with it and stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, there's a there's a huge difference for me between that. Now, you know, one of the things that that I kind of want to talk about today is is you see companies. Um, usually, you know, well-known established companies will announce a product and then months later, maybe even a year later, come out with this product. 
it it happened with you know it happens with guns all the time you know CZ announced that the, the P10C at Shot Show what was it 16 or something like that 17 and they didn't start shipping the first ones until like the following summer um you know so you see companies doing this you know you know, doing an announcement and then down the road they release it verse you see some other companies and this is what what we what we do with the rask is the moment we announce it the product's out and people can see it and then buy it right then um what have you have you guys done like a delayed um release like that before or or have you guys always announced and people have been able to buy it so most of the time you know and like i said back so back at the beginning like you said we did the grind just consistent posting consistent marketing reaching out networking um and that was just essentially build a product release it get it in front of as many people as possible and just hit it as hard as possible and that like you said we gave away a lot of product to do that um working with different larger pages in the industry now it's a much more calculated release and we we do have a database of thousands of people who have purchased our products so we have a customer base in place i i that i guess i should say that kind of affords me the ability to slow down refine the product create the content and then release and to give you the example the products that we're about to release um, they're they're finished products as soon as we know you know what the orders are coming in we can produce these products there's there's nothing holding me back um, from having an available product and there's been times where we'd have a new release on something and we would actually warehouse um, you know 30 35 units of this product just to get through the first week or so of orders as we released it i try really hard to make sure that the product is ready before we announce that the product's even coming and i you know maybe there's a theory behind why these bigger companies do what you just described where they you know kind of tease you with the product let you handle it and then they wait six to nine months maybe they're gauging customer reaction potential customers they could be you know gathering market data whatever Uh, but i like to have our product finished and ready to go into the hands of the customers but i will say that it is fairly common for us because they're typically higher dollar items as kind of a test phase we have done pre-orders where um, i'll say that this is a pre-order for the next two weeks Um, And the reason that we've done that in the past is if it is a higher dollar product or it's a product that we really haven't been able to gauge the the interest up front, that gives us a period of time to produce um, and then some data to kind of figure out how much we're going to warehouse. So there's, I think there's definitely a, a multitude of different ways you could go about it, but that's a little bit more into how we look at it. I mean, we do build up a lot of hype. That's one thing that I really like to do. And one of the products that we're going to release in the late spring, maybe early summer, we teased about six months ago. You know, we it showed up in pictures, and certain people caught it. They figured out 
exactly what we're doing. Uh, but I never outright came out and said, this is what you're looking at. And I think as you, as you move toward the release, what's really worked for us is to get them, get the product into hands of people who can help promote that and show the new product off. Uh, but keeping it kind of low key to build up some hype definitely has helped us in the past as well. And I think you did that a little bit with the Rask. Um, I, I definitely saw, you know, as you started shooting wheel guns and, you know, posting little pictures of it, that kind of stuff I think helps build up the hype toward the release. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think where I start there. There's a lot of good stuff you said there. Yeah, and sorry it, about that. <laughs> Went no. a lot longer than I thought. And it's funny because I, I wrote down on my notes here pre-order as soon as you said the word pre-order because that's something that, that came to mind. Um, I'm personally not a big fan of doing pre-orders. I don't like taking people's money before I've got a product ready to sell. You know, it, I guess at the very least, I would I, I would suggest you have your product hashed out. You know exactly oh, yeah. what it is. Absolutely. It's just ready to go into production. You know, I've... I've seen companies take pre-orders for a product that they're that they're still hashing out, and to me that's just that's just dangerous because because for one people are very impatient. Like we we live in a Amazon two day ship type of world now, and you need to be very transparent about where things are in your process if you're going to do a pre-order at all let alone a pre-order for for a product that's not that's not done yet oh yeah um, yeah and i think that's dangerous i and i i should clarify that or maybe i touched on it but anytime we've done a pre-order the product's finished and usually i'll give you an example in the fall we released the hostage assembly for the adap so we did a, a two-week pre-order on those but the the thing was about that was we had i think about 100 units on hand so really what ended up happening we had an explosion of sales come in for that because we we had a good release on that product um even people during the pre-order were getting products shipped within 1 to 2 days and we just did, we didn't hold back orders at all um because it because of the fact that we had the product ready and had it on hand so we really wouldn't have had to do a pre-order but it gave us um it gave us a little bit of a window that if for some reason you ran out of stock or, or whatever that it was expected that there could be a lead time potentially uh, so i don't know but yeah I, I definitely yeah we won't release a product for sale if it hasn't been tested by us and our team of ambassadors that we work with um, well it, it I agree, and I, and I think I've I've worked in an industry when I was an engineer for retail display company. Um, it was that was a super short lead time, stressful type of job because, and I I don't know what it is about that industry, but but these companies come to us needing you know, thousands of displays and they need them in like six weeks. Well, we haven't even begun engineering yet. Right. But 
the salesman charges them for the job and we're, you know, so we, we now have their money and, and we're going forward and, and, uh, and when you're creating something new out of nothing, you need time to hash things out and, and figure things out and make sure that, that it's not going to fail. And, um, and, and you're also, a lot of times we kind of talked about this last week, a lot of times you're depending on other manufacturers to get you parts for your, your products. So now you're relying on them to hold up their end of things to make sure that you get stuff on time. I mean, it's, it's such a, such a common, um, thing to have, you know, you know, to blame and usually rightfully so to blame things being late because of your coder or because of anodizing and stuff. Um, I mean, that happened to me all the time in the display industry and it happens to me now. So, you know, for example, um, I've got a new size of the RAS coming out for 44 and 45 caliber revolvers. I could have easily done a pre-order on that because engineering is done. They're being machined. You know, parts are out for anodizing. Um, in fact, it, it, it would have been nice to do a pre-order because I could have built and I, I could have machined enough parts to easily fulfill all the pre-orders, plus make some for the shelf. So that way, I'm not going to run out of stock. And, and even though my engineering's done and everything's good to go, I still didn't want to do a pre-order because what if for some reason anodizing loses parts or screws up the finish. And now I got to start all over again. You know, now I have to explain to potentially hundreds or thousands of customers, Hey, you're not going to get your product on time. In fact, it's going to double lead time because something went wrong in the, in the pipeline. So that's, I've just become so cautious of that from, you know, from my background and my experience that, uh, that, that I'm just, I'm too scared to do that. And, and disappoint or anger, uh, you know, customers. And, and there's a chance that, 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 that I'm losing out on sales because I, because I didn't do a pre-order and people are impatient and stuff, but I would rather have everything in hand and be able to put them on the website and be able to start shipping that day than, than risk just all the what ifs. So, that's kind of my little. Yeah. Uh, no, and that stuff's all valid for sure. Kind of pre-orders. And I think if you're, for people who are listening, if they're going to re- release a product, that's just stuff you have to weigh. You know, you. Ultimately, I think the reason why people have been okay when we've done a pre-order is because we've delivered, and we've built a company. With the mindset and, and the reputation of. Producing what we say, when we say, and how we say we're going to do it. Um, and that, you know, and, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff to digest in that. Um, and I don't know how we're going to release the one product I know how we're going to release, but the one that's coming in the late summer or I should say late spring, I'm not sure yet how, what we're going to do with that. Um, cause it also depends where your company's at financially. Um, yeah. you know, the, the truth behind it is if you're just starting out, finances are going to be extremely tight. Um, so you, you have to gauge all of that 
up front. But I think if you're communicating just like the way you're going about it, Greg, and you don't do a pre-order, as long as you're communicating to the customer and your company has a reputation of communicating with the customers, you know, that's not going to hurt you. Um, yeah. Just, just weigh that, you know. And I think there's a difference between um, announcing a product and teasing a product. So for the Rask, I teased it for probably about a month before it released. If not, maybe even a little longer. But it's about a month I think I started posting. Uh, it was like like super macro pictures of parts of it. Right. Um, if people were following my Instagram stories, I showed more than that. Like I, I, I was showing, you know, the uh, the machining process a little bit on it. So people were seeing um, whole parts in different stages of the process and stuff. But, um, but, it, but people still weren't sure what it was for, even even when I was showing that. And it wasn't until probably like a week a week out from announcement or from re- from the release of the product before. I think I I really said what it was for. I still didn't even show it being used or anything. Um and then I waited until the hour that that it was released on the website is when videos went live of the product and and use and and what it's for and everything. So there's there's teasing a product, which is kind of how I prefer to do it. And then you know, verse here is this product and you show it and you and you've got highlight reels and stuff of it and it's february of 2019 and you say release this summer you know or july of of 2019 or something right um you know so just just be clear i i, I think there's an important difference between the both and i like to get people i like to get people in suspense, I guess, like, and, and anxious to, to, to keep checking, you know, emails and, and social media and stuff for more on it rather than, um, you know, just show this product and then, and then, you know, kind of keep, keep showing more throughout. But, uh, I will say, so there's a company, um, I called a cloud defensive and they released a weapon light and they were, they were released, I think shot show last year. Um, they had a couple samples at the show of what it was and they started taking pre-orders and I pre-ordered mine like right after shot show last year. Um, and they were planning on, releasing their like shipping products about six months later. Um, which isn't too uncommon, but they are a newer company. This is a brand new product for them. Um, ground up brand new, everything. They, they never done a complete light before. They pretty much always did like pressure pads and stuff to attach to other people's lights. So this was their first complete light. Um, and, 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 and what they were coming out with is pretty innovative. Is just with how it works and everything. And so I jumped on board and I pre-ordered it. Well, um, you know, six months later, they 
they didn't start shipping. But they started showing on their social media uh, feeds. They were super transparent throughout this whole thing, which I loved. Um, they're like, hey, guys, we we f- we figured this out, and we can make this 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 product way better than what we originally thought. We're going to be able to make this, this light brighter. We're going to be able to make it more compact. We're going to be able to make it tougher. And we want to bring the best thing to you instead of making the original. Um, you know, so that, you know, to be, to be honest, they were still going through, you know, through that, the whole phase of creating our product. Um, and they had already started taking pre-orders. And so again, the thing that I, I, I love that they did through this was they they continually showed the process of where things are at they they sent emails hey guys here's here's where things are at here's where we hope to be and so you know we never were in the dark throughout this whole time right and i and, think that's uh, an important that's an important fact about it absolutely and and so uh kind of long story short i just got my light last last week so just what, just a hair over a year later, over over twice the time of what they thought, I I, I I get my light. And now I'm probably a little more sympathetic to the, to that whole thing because I'm a business owner and I've gone through creating product and and frankly, I'm a pretty patient person as well. I mean, I would rather them. Um, I I was excited to see them taking their time. And I, and knowing that they're going to ship me the best thing that they can do instead of producing their first idea and then six months later coming out with a version two. And I would have been like, dude, I would have waited six more months to get that, you know. Um, and so I'm also a lot more sympathetic on, on just the process. And I'm, I'm also pretty patient. It's, it's not like I need this light to survive. You know, it's a it's partially a toy you know for me yeah um and so i did i I was talking to one of the owners last week and and i just asked him like hey you know uh me and jared are gonna be talking about this on our podcast this this is it's kind of good timing um and and i asked him what would you if, if you could do this again what would you do and he said the only thing that he would change is that he wouldn't have taken the pre-orders. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have done pre-orders. He wouldn't have taken people's money up front. Um, but he was. He said that that year in between announcing the product and now was huge for their company because they were a brand new company. You know. You know. They had some products out, but as much as their company grew over the last year because of that announcement, he's super happy that they did that. Um, so I, I, I just thought that was interesting to share of, of hearing from another company on that side of things and what the pros and cons were with that. So, yeah. yeah and I think that's uh, a testament to the fact that we're constantly evolving how things are happening. You, you constantly have to be evaluating what you're doing in your company and then adapting going forward. And I see that all throughout the last, I guess this is in, in the year four, the last three years of how we've done stuff. 
and I would expect that as our company continues to grow, the uh, the idea of even a pre-order will probably disappear. You know, as you have more more money available to have product, there's not as much of a a need for something like that, unless you're you're building up the hype of, um, you know, you're this is a pre-order, a special price, and you know, I, I see companies doing that a lot. Uh, but yeah, six even planning on six months to me is just way too long. Uh, my idea of breathing room is like a week to two weeks, but. I don't know. That's all. That's good information, and that's that's something that I think everybody in this position just has to weigh. Because ultimately, you're trying to produce the best product, and you're trying to take steps to produce the best product, and then also making sure your customers are taken care of. Because even if you have the best product ever, if you're taking care of your customers in a crappy way um, and make, making them wait way too long for a product, it's it's going to result in someone being unhappy at some point down the line. So we're constantly trying to, trying to uh, balance that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, uh, there's, there's multiple options out there. You just have to be ready to deal with the cons of each option. You know, you're, if you're going to do a pre-order, if you're going to announce a product, that's not going to actually be able to sell within the week then you're probably going to be dealing with, you know, some unhappy customers. So um, ultimately transparency is everything, you know, let people know what, what you're doing and where this product is, is at. And ultimately, especially, especially if you have their money. Oh yeah. And, and honestly, I've seen companies and I think this is a better, a better alternative. I've seen companies use crowdfunding to, start up and maybe I shouldn't say better, but that's another option. And it's usually very, very, very apparent that you're helping to support a company that is just starting out. And there's different, there's different times for different things. But, um, if you're transparent about what your objective is and what your current state of the product is, um, ultimately you're going to have a lower risk of of making people upset. And that's where I think some companies kind of lose out is they almost make you believe that you're getting this product soon, but then they make you wait an incredibly long amount of time. And that's just no good to me. To me, I wouldn't be satisfied with myself if, if I had a product that was coming out and I had to go through all these changes, um, you know, and make people wait an exponentially long amount of time. However, I'd rather make those changes and have a better product, like you said, with Cloud Defensive, than offer something that was inferior. So it's, it sounds like they went the right route, um, and ultimately ended up with a better product on the backside. But yeah, it's and I also like I'm also, I'm personally also willing to give, you know, give a newer company that that room, you know, you know, to learn from and. Um, I would I would expect that their next product or two that that they've learned a lot from this and, and it'll be interesting to see how they uh, you know how they handle future products and, and I know that I'm kind of you know you know what what worked for the Rask went really well but maybe I'll try something a little bit different on the next next product I don't know um, you know, I, I, I like to 
I, I like to try to play things pretty safe um, as far as new product releases go. But you know, you know maybe it won't be won't be bad to just to try an announcement of a product. And, well, actually, this is another thought that I had. Um, I just kind of stopped myself in the middle of a sentence. But um, another concern for me is is when I announce a product and I don't ship immediately, it's giving copycats a chance to beat you to your own game, you know? And I've seen that I've seen that happen on like on those crowdfunding websites, on, on mass drop and stuff. Yeah. You know, people announce a product that they haven't even started yet because they're waiting for your crowdfunding money to start. And then you have an established company be like, oh, I can make that right now. And they released that that product in a couple of weeks, and you um, barely even started because you're waiting on, on on funding. Yeah, and that's a that is a really real real thing, and that's that's also partially why, as we're developing products, we're keeping things on the down low, because I don't I don't want to give anybody the opportunity to come in and say, oh, I can make that right now, and I'm going to produce that, and hey, look, I know what their price is, so I'm going to come in and beat that by twenty bucks and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. that's why I liked what you said about teasing. I thoroughly enjoy creating content mm-hmm. with teasers in it. And now I know that anybody who follows us is going to be watching our Instagram. You know, whoever listens to this podcast and follows TA Target is going to be watching the Instagram because um, over the last couple months there have been teasers of of the products that we're about to release. But it's been extremely subtle. You know, and and with the hostage, I think we did that really well. We yeah. showed, um, we you know, we got these products out to ambassadors, and I told the ambassadors use the product, show the product, but just don't show how it works. And what that results in is videos from ten to fifteen yards away. People see an ADAP target, which they're used to seeing, and they see someone shooting the plate, but then all of a sudden they're shooting this paddle, and this paddle's flipping back and forth, and so like. At the closer we got to the date of release, the more information we started releasing up until my official video where I released it on Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff. And I don't know, that went really well for us. And I, I like the idea of replicating that. And you did something very similar with the Rask, and that worked out well for you. Um, and I, I really think that of all of the ways that you could do that, refining your product, getting it finished... You know, and, and it's okay to have a product that you're going to revise throughout the years too, but getting it to the point where it's a marketable product that has that refined feel to it, it functions properly, and then building up the hype um, while you're producing your first batches of product, to me, um, has worked out the best for us. And I think going forward, you know, I, I really expect that that's how we're going to going to be doing things. Just because I I have this... I don't know how to describe it, but this inside desire to make sure that the people who have trusted me with their money are getting the best product possible. And I, I try to, like you were saying, I try to respect the fact that they're sending me something and because I'm the company, I need to be sending them something in return as quickly as possible. Yeah. It's a balance. <laughs> it's always, you know, I, it's, it's hard to ever come up with one right solution but you can definitely see the companies that are doing it, in my opinion, wrong. 
you know, and, and that letters landscape, not just in the gun industry, but all over the place. And I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to make sure that our company is not viewed in that same kind of light. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the coolest compliments that I honestly stumbled across is there was a conversation going on, um, on one of the bigger, it might've been like gun collective, like on one of the bigger accounts, there was a conversation going on about, about this, about product, about companies releasing products. And, um, I got tagged in a comment and somebody said, um, you know, just how, how we did it right. And, and how it was nice to see a company release a product and at the same, you know, announce a product at the same time as releasing a product. Um, and so I thought that was just kind of a cool compliment uh, for, uh, for somebody that uh, I never really seen them before. Um, so it, it was nice to be noticed and for that to be noticed that, that uh, you know, that we did that and we did it intentionally. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And I think you took enough time to develop it. Um, and because of that, you know, you were able to roll out like that and that's, you know, I don't know that we really touched on it at all. And I think maybe toward the end here, since we're probably about to wrap up before too long, uh, yeah. something I wanted to throw out was the time frame from prototype to, you know, the release and I know that's going to vary from product to product, but I thought we'd both touch on that. Um, so why don't why don't you kick that off? How, about how long were you working on the Rask before you released it? Um. Well, if I back all the way up from like, hey, I want to make a product for revolvers, um, and actually kind of get hands on with it, it was probably about six months. Um, I that's when I ordered a couple speed strips and started started kind of sketching things out um and i probably really really got into it um uh, probably late it was the fall um i think it's when i made the first proto and then it was january 1st when I released the first first product, so um, yeah, it was probably about six months from from idea to to the product on the website. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm looking through my phone right now and just trying to to find when I first had those photos. Um, but I mean, we were working on this next product. Oh man. It had to have been late summer of last year, early fall, and we're still tweaking it. And that's the crazy part is maybe it's just my obsession with trying to make a perfect product. But every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, well, we could add this little thing or how can we get a little bit more of efficiency out of a sheet of steel? Um, so this is definitely the longest product, I think, to this point that we've had in development the hostage assembly for the ADAP, Ethan and I pounded out the first prototypes in just a couple months and then tweaked the design a couple times and then 
you know, within the course of a couple weeks after the final design, we were able to produce and start rolling out. So that was a fairly quick release. And then there's other targets like the falling tree that, you know, that's our only patented product that we have or that has a utility patent on it. Um, that took a while too. I mean, that was probably a good six to, to nine months of back and forth tweaking and um, getting new parts laser cut and testing and refining. And that even that went through three generations of, of falling trees then even afterwards. So it's just something that I thought was, you know, worth putting out there that not to try to rush yourself into a certain time frame, you know, not to say like, okay, I want to make this product and I'm going to make it and produce it in two weeks. You have to definitely give your mind enough time to digest what you're looking at and potential ways to increase efficiency and um, the function of the product as well. And yeah. And and that that first product or that second product may not or that the, the first second idea you have may not be the first and second idea that you that you come out with. I right. know I've I've got three other product ideas that I've been working on for like one of them a year and a half, another one the last year. Um, it's there have been things where where I thought I had this thing ready and then for some reason I just, I, I end up scrapping it. I'm like, nope, it just needs to go back to the drawing board. Um, and so if, and when those, those products come out, uh, I mean, those could, those could be products that, that were years in product and, and producing and, and stuff. So, you know, for me, it's, I try not to force anything. I want it to, uh, you know, for me, I want it to be, um, I want it to kind of happen naturally and, and I never want to force a product out. I want it to be something that's well thought out. That's, and that's, that's well done. Yeah. And not just thrown together. Yeah. And the, you know, I'm talking about the hostage. I'm talking about the falling tree, but one that I completely forgot to even think about was the Phoenix, the, uh, the plate rack that we have. And that, Man, that took months. We had actually at one point nine people working on that, trying to figure out how can we make a plate rack the best plate rack you've ever, you know, any, you know, the best plate rack money can buy, the most refined system. And if for anybody listening, I totally encourage you to hop on the website and check out the Phoenix. Not not trying to sell you the Phoenix, but just look at the design of it and how many pieces are involved in it. And that's a product that when I look at it finished. I just get, there's so much pride, I guess is the right, right word. I don't want to be coming across like I'm a proud person, but I'm very proud of what we as a team have created with the fit with the Phoenix. And every time one ships out on a skid, I just think about the customer receiving it and their face when they see this thing finally in person, you know, they ordered it off the website, but then this 10 foot long behemoth of a, a target system is showing up at their door. And it's it's really, I don't know, it's a cool feeling. It is an incredible feeling as a business owner and as um, a product creator when you finally get that refined product, and then the customer receives it. I don't I don't know anything else that's come close to that feeling. Um, 
through my it's business like having journey. a kid. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it, it's like having a kid. That's the closest thing I can put it to. Now, it doesn't even pale in comparison to the amazing journey of having a kid, right? <laughs> but <clears throat> that's the closest thing that I can that, that I, I can compare it to is just um, just so much work goes into and so much preparation, um, just so much emotional investment and time investment and stuff and so when you finally get to <clears throat> to ship that product and then you see other people enjoy it uh man there's just that's the coolest thing yeah there's there's nothing else to me that has been as rewarding as working with a team creating the product and then seeing you know seeing what people's reaction is to the product yeah, absolutely. Well, do you have anything else to kind of cap off our our episode here? Uh, this, this is a little off topic, but my birthday is Friday, and nice. I'm I'm gonna take. I can't think of last time I took a day off just for myself and did something. So uh, I'm excited. Friday, I'm I'm gonna go take the day and probably go shooting or something. But uh, nice. I'm not even going to open my shop door for myself Friday. I think I'll oh, Dusty. I already told Dusty. I'm like, buddy, you're on your own. I'm taking the day. So <laughs> I'm excited. And it really has nothing to do with my, it, the birthday is just, it, just an excuse that to, to make that day the day that I do it. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to kind of take a, a day for myself. The, uh, funny, but the, the reality of this, and I'll, I'll share this just because <clears throat> the people listening, I, I, this is important too. I actually have a vacation coming up in June. And this is the first real vacation that I've taken in four years. And and you think about that as a business owner, you literally don't take days off. And your brain's constantly processing, even through the weekends. I mean, I even though when I'm home, I'll, I'll put my phone away or whatever, and I'll hang out with my family and play with my kids and stuff. Your brain is still you know, my, at least mine, I'm only speaking for myself, going nuts and thinking of all kinds of crazy stuff. And if you have a, an inventor kind of mind, ideas are flying through your head all the time. But in June, I'm taking two weeks off. I'm literally not going to be in the shop for two weeks. Um, and we're headed to Tennessee. So that's awesome. That's terrifying (laughs) in its own respect, because I have never been away from my business for two weeks. No. Um, and I can't even, you know, saying it out loud doesn't make sense to me, but my wife, uh, needs it very much. My kids need it very much. Um, and it's an extended, extended vacation. My grandparents rented a nice big house in Tennessee. And so all of my extended family, um, are going to be hanging out in Tennessee for two weeks. So it'll be a good time. And I definitely... I think it's important that at some point on this journey, you do that. You have to have that time. It's just, it's nearly impossible. And you know this, Greg, at the beginning, you're just constantly grinding away, trying to get your product out. Um, There is no autopilot. Yeah. Even uh, last year, we always go to, to a cottage in Pennsylvania for a week. Um, and I'm usually pretty good at, at like mostly unplugging during that time. But 
I'm probably still every day, at least in my head, like thinking something that I need to do when I get back or <clears throat> usually like, um, at least for a few hours, like on that, on the middle, in the middle of the week on a Wednesday or something, um, I'll grab my laptop and I'll go find a library and I'll just kind of check up on things. So yeah, to, uh, to unplug for two weeks, let alone, uh, you know, one week is, would, would be a big step. That would be something that I would have to prepare myself for. Yeah. Uh, and, and I am to step away for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be bringing, you know, I'll be honest. I told, I told my wife, there's going to have to be days where I take a couple hours and do a little bit of something to at least communicate with Ethan over here at the shop, you know, make sure that, and it all depends. I mean, if we have, you know, larger departments ordering right before I leave, there's going to have to be some things that happen while I'm on vacation um, to to orchestrate the, the final transactions or to make sure the shipments are happening. Um, so I won't be able to fully unplug for the entire two weeks. However, I won't be around the shop. So, you know, the, some of the normal stresses that happen around, you know, being present within the business um, will be away, but it'll be unique. I'd, I don't know what to expect. I think in May I'm going to start getting terrified, even though it's the end of June. Um, but we'll see how it goes. But I'll bring my microphone. We'll be able to record the podcast remote. Awesome. Um, make sure it happens. Either that or you just take it off and I'll figure out something else. I got I have a couple ideas that I want to do for uh, for podcasts like that if if you're uh, if you're not able to. So yeah, we'll figure that out when that time comes. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, we are dangerously close to an hour here, so we should probably close it up, and we'll be back next week. Nice. Yep. Let's wrap it up. And for everybody listening, don't forget, you know, we've got that Gmail account set up. It's forgingthejourney at gmail.com, and we want to hear from you. Um, and also, you can always feel free to message us directly on our company Instagram pages uh, or Facebook or however you connect with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yep. All right, man. You have a great week. Yeah, you too. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye.